You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. The UNMC College of Nursing uh, was recently awarded a $3.2 million grant to study osteoporosis because the prevention of osteoporosis in postmenopausal women is the focus uh, of the National Institute of Health and their uh, uh, alliance with uh, UNMC, the College of Nursing, and uh, the School of Allied Health Professionals, soon-to-be College of Allied Health Professionals. But right now we're joined by Dr. Nancy Waltman from the UNMC College of Nursing up here from Lincoln, uh, down at the uh, healthcare fair. How'd that go? Excellent. If anybody gets a chance to go down there, it's really worthwhile. There's some wonderful booths and everything from exercise to herbal supplements to massage therapy. Uh, really, a lot of fun. Yeah. I encourage you to go. You know what? I wish I did. I would have known about it because, like I said, we would have probably tried to. Uh, broadcast down there and and get some interaction with some of those folks but next year is always an opportunity to do that but let's talk about uh, osteoporosis because you're kind of an authority uh, on this issue uh, locally uh, getting this uh, wonderful grant from the National Institutes of Health and I think personally as somebody that pays attention a lot to health care reading about it every day and and so on and so forth uh, I think everybody could agree regardless of your politics um our tax dollars are well spent when they go to things like the NIH and grants like this. Thank you. Thank you. And I agree. I agree. Osteoporosis is a major, major problem in women. Uh, I like to use the statistics that one in every two women sometime in their lifetime will develop an osteoporotic fracture. And another statistic that women should know is that more women die of osteoporotic fractures then die of breast cancer, endometrial cancer, and ovarian cancer combined. Is that right? How does that happen? Okay, well, osteoporosis is weak, thin, fragile bones. And a lot of times, women don't even know they have osteoporosis until they break a bone. And uh, especially uh, broken bones in the spine and in the hip can be very disabling and can be even deadly. I never even thought about breaking a spine. That's That's got to be a big challenge for somebody going through that. Oh, my sure, goodness. Sure, sure. And we used to say that as you got older, you automatically lost height. But a lot of people, as they get older, when they lose an inch of height, it's not because of old age. It's because they have a spinal or vertebral fracture. So does that mean they're kind of hunched over a little bit or something that's like right. that? That's right. They're hunched over. It's called a dowager's hump. And it is related to a vertebral fracture. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, can you talk about the difference between osteopenia and osteoporosis? Like, I guess it's kind of the same root word, but a little bit different in, in, in the treatments that go with the two. Well, yes, thank you for asking that. Osteopo- uh, osteopenia is early bone loss, and osteoporosis is severe bone loss. Four times as many women have osteopenia, have early bone loss, than have the severe bone loss. So the uh, goal of healthcare is to preserve bone in women with early bone loss so they don't develop s- severe bone loss. Because obviously, if you have severe bone loss, you're more likely to have fractures. So our study is about osteopenia. We want to test treatments to preserve bone in osteopenic women. 
Interesting, interesting. So what is the risk of, is the, the risk factor the same for fracture between the two or not? Right. Uh, no. Osteoporotic, the more severe your bone, the greater your risk of fractures. And so uh, osteopenic women also have fractures, but osteoporotic women have a much greater risk of fracture. I see, I see. So the common sense reaction everybody would think is, well, like, shouldn't you just drink more milk? Is calcium right. the answer to this or right. not? Right. Sure, sure. And uh, traditionally, we have told women to promote bone health, calcium, vitamin D, and sure, calcium through their diet, uh, milks, yogurt, cheese. And if you don't get enough in your diet, then a calcium supplement plus vitamin D. And then uh, usually the doctor will tell the woman, well, you need to be uh, do more physical activity, more engaging in physical activity. And some women with early bone loss also take bone-building medications, but the guidelines are not consistent. Hmm. And that's why, that's why we were funded, because we want to test uh, different treatments so that we can help develop guidelines for how to treat these women. So this is kind of evidence-based medicine in many it's ways. It's evidence-based medicine, exactly. And that's the future in, in many ways. I think one of the good things in um, the Act was they created this Center for uh, Comparative Effectiveness Research and, and so on and so forth, evidence-based medicine and so on, um, to, to help, help people kind of understand and, and use the, the power of data out there. We're talking with Nancy Waltman from UNMC College of Nursing, the recipient of a $3.2 million NIH grant to study osteoporosis. When, when should um, a, a, a woman start thinking about this or, or looking at uh, prevention efforts? Well, of course, osteoporosis is a lifetime disease. It's a silent disease until you have a fracture, but what I'm saying is that actually middle school children should uh, also be concerned about physical activity, calcium, and vitamin D. Um, and part of that is to build your bone up so that later on when you lose bone, it won't be quite as critical. But our study is postmenopausal women. We're especially wi uh, interested in women after 50, after the age of menopause, because that's when bone loss is the greatest. What are some of the uh, physical activities or exercises one could do to kind of, you know, help strengthen things? That's a very good question, Bec and a lot of women will ask me that. They'll say, well, the doctor told me to uh, increase my physical activity, but he didn't tell me what to do. And one of the advantages of our research study is that we have developed a very aggressive exercise program where we have combined weight-bearing which is weight-bearing is loading the bones in your legs. You can load the bones in your legs uh, and hips by walking, for example, by jogging, by jumping rope. Um, and we, our exercise program, we have women uh, use weighted vests and they walk. And that's half of our exercise program. The other half is resistance exercises using weight machines where they actually lift weights in their arms and their legs. And by lifting weights, you build muscle strength. And when you build muscle strength, you stress or you load the bones, and so you, you develop stronger bones. So we, ours is a combination of resistance exercises 
and weight bearing, and that's what women should be doing. And starting at what age? Even in middle school? I mean, it's all about kind of getting in that right behavior early on, don't you think? Sure, sure. I would say that uh, we need to encourage our physical activity in our middle school children. And I often say that exercise is the magic pill. If we had a marketing uh, strategy, exercise should should be the headline because exercise has so many benefits and really there are very few adverse effects. What about, um, what would you say to somebody that might be listening kind of in the demographic of the folks that you'd be studying in your grant and um, wanting to maybe start exercising a little bit more but don't, doesn't know where to start? You know, what's a good, good, good routine to even begin with? Well, I would, uh, obviously I would encourage her to be in our study <laughs> and I'll be, I'm going to say this phone number a number of times. It, it's 402-559-6584, 402-559-6584, because the advantage of being in our study is that we will help women, uh, educate women on the exercises, demonstrate it to women, uh, um, supervise them so that they can progress safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, don't want to get hurt, you no, know, getting you too aggressive. Get you know what I mean? Uh, weight machines, um, resistance training is very, very effective, but it has to be safe, and you have to progress over time. What do you think about yoga? Is that good for the bones? Yoga is is um, a very good exercise. Um, I believe that would be more flexibility. Um, you have to have exercises that load or stress the bones. <coughs> Yoga is not as good. Swimming is not as good. Hmm. You have to actually... Sort of low impact. Swimming right. is low impact. It's got to be something where, for example, when you walk or you jog, you load the bones in your leg. When you lift weights, you load the bones. So yoga is not as good. Yoga's not as good. Well, we'll talk about some other strategies. That, can you stick around for one more segment? Oh, I sure will. Okay, Thank if you've you. got a question, 402-342-1290, 402-342-1290. If you've got a question about osteoporosis, that's what we're talking about this week, how to prevent it and some exercises uh, to help those that uh, might be uh, suffering from it. We'll be back with Dr. Nancy Waltman from UNMC right after this. 